welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode number 83 of Just Jets. What's going on? Matt O'Leary hanging out with you on a Wednesday now instead of Monday. We've been talking about this for a while. So instead of the Monday show as usual during the season, it moves to Wednesday. Why? Well, it only makes sense because we could talk about the game that just happened and then also get into a little bit of a preview of the upcoming week. If we do it on Monday, then it's going to be just all reactionary and we can't get every single call in because I would have to record on Sunday and then I would miss a lot. And there are a lot of calls to get through. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through everyone. I'm going to get through as many as we can today within a reasonable time frame and try to cover a little bit of everything. But before we get started, we are going to get into the offensive line struggles. We're going to get into Denzel Mims playing two snaps. We got to talk about it. We'll talk about the Patriots and all of that. But before we jump into the episodes, do you like playing with your balls? No, I'm not talking about football. I mean your balls. Come on. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, want you to share your pubes with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand-new lawnmower 4.0, that is. Only the GOAT technology for the greatest of greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer by using promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-20, at manscaped.com for 20% off for free shipping. Get yourself something nice. I absolutely love the cologne. I use it just about every day. Now let's hop into the episode. Obviously, the Jets lose in week one. A little disappointing. It was a game that I thought the Jets could have won on paper. And, I mean, they were hanging around. Only allowed 19 points, all things considering. That's pretty good. And there's not going to be many times where this defense holds teams under 20 points. Just the reality of the situation with the young defense. And a boatload of injuries. LaMarcus Joyner gone for the year now at this point. Uh, Jamie and Sherwood's going to miss time. Blake Cashman's going to miss time. Uh, there's a lot of players are going to miss time right now. But the main takeaway from this game, my biggest thing, was how bad the offensive line played. I am stunned at really two things. The offensive line play of the New York Jets and the defensive line play of the New York Jets. I was, outside of John Franklin Myers, disappointed. I thought Quinn and Williams had a quiet day. I know the pass rush grade on PFF looked pretty good for him, but I was expecting more from the Jets' front four against one of the worst offensive lines they will play all year. Didn't do enough, especially in the first half. Second half, better, but did not do nearly enough to be a difference maker, which was... Really what this game came down to was offensive line versus defensive line. And the Jets' offensive line, well, it was brutally bad. Six sacks allowed on Zach Wilson. George Fent was awful. He somehow got the start over Morgan Moses. I'm not sure what the logic was there. Um, I think Moses is a better player. But Moses ends up coming into the game and playing pretty well in only 17 snaps. And the reason for that, though, is... Not great, as we know, Mekhi Becton out with an injury. He'll be gone for four to six weeks. So we'll likely see George Fan on the left side, Morgan Moses on the right side now. 
which is disappointing because I wanted to see Morgan Moses on the right side and Mikai Becton on the left side, but Becton's getting a second opinion. We'll see what happens with him there. But just genuinely shocking how bad this offensive line was. Elijah Vera Tucker, not a good day. Unfortunately, it was not a good day for him, but he's not the only one. Like I can't just single out one guy and be like, ah, he was the problem. As bad as George Fant was, Look to the right, the left of him. Greg Van Roten, not good. Connor McGovern, really not good. Elijah Vera Tucker, rookie, not good. Makai Becton, when he was playing before he got hurt, not great. Overall, like just a really bad performance. And I know the Panthers have a nice, you know, edge rush duo, and they can get after the pass passer a little bit. But I was not expecting the offensive line play to be this bad. Now, I'm not going to hit the panic button and say they're going to be this bad for the entire year, but that's not obviously the start that you would want in your 2021 season. So that stuck out to me as a major, major red flag. Another thing that stood out, Denzel Mims, two snaps on offense. I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know why. I don't have an answer for you. There's no reason in my mind that he, Denzel Mims shouldn't be playing over Jeff Smith or Braxton Barrios, but he, he played two snaps. On one of those snaps, he had a 40-yard reception, which is pretty good, but supposedly doesn't know how to play all three wide receiver positions on this Jets team, and that's why he is not getting more snaps. That's what Robert Sala alluded to. Uh, didn't come out and necessarily say that word for word, but that was the reading between the lines. Kid has talent. Simple as that. You would think you'd want to develop your 23-year-old wide receiver. I don't know why you would want to bury him on the depth chart. Um, a second rounder from last year who looked really good and through the first, what, six games of his career, six of nine games that he played last year or something like that, he was on a 800-yard pace over a full season. Did not end well. Last three weeks of the year did not play well um, because Darnold didn't look his way. Don't know. Don't have a good answer for you. I, I, I know that I, I've seen it on Twitter and I, I just I don't have anything else to possibly say. It doesn't make sense to me. Free Denzel Mims. That's it. I, 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 do I have to make it a T-shirt free Denzel? I don't get it. Why isn't this guy on the field? When he is on the field, he's making plays. So it, it doesn't make sense to me. But Denzel not playing. Uh, Zach Wilson standing tall. I'll give him credit. So first half wasn't good. Um, and he did have a turnover in the game, an interception, which was bad. He didn't read the linebacker, but I was really happy with how he stood tall in the pocket. And what I mean by that is when the pressure was coming, he wasn't afraid to stand in, take a hit and, and deliver a good ball. And there were a lot of impressive throws. I, overall, I liked the performance. Obviously they didn't win and the interception wasn't pretty, but Really nice play on the first touchdown to Corey Davis. On the second touchdown, really good ball. Hell, even in the first half, Elijah Moore had an awful game. One reception, negative three yards. Pretty much he just you know came across and took a little like jet sweep kind of a thing um, and lost a couple yards. That was all he did, but big-time drop in the first half. I mean, Zach laid a beautiful ball out there for him, and that's one you'd like your receiver to come up with. I know he's a rookie. I know it was his first game. That's one that Elijah Moore's got to have because that was a beautiful ball from Zach Wilson, and that would have made his day, well, a lot nicer. Zach would have went over for 300 yards if that one hit, so uh, that would have been nice to have. 
looking forward to the New England Patriots. And I know we'll, we'll get into more game stuff against uh, the Carolina Panthers in your voicemail, so I'm not going to go, you know, full recap on you here. It's just kind of the Cliff Notes version. Versus the Patriots. This past week, they lost a tough game to a division rival, the Miami Dolphins, at home for the New England Patriots. Question is, I'm not going to give my official prediction just yet, but did they drop two in a row? The Jets are in a tough spot. I know it's a home game for them. I know it's the home opener. The crowd's going to be behind them. There's a lot to like in the, about the Jets in this game, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. This is going to be a doozy of a game. I'm nervous for it. I'm excited about it because I will be in attendance with Green Bean. I'll be sitting with Green Bean. Um, tailgating beforehand, I believe in Lot J. We'll have more info as the week goes on and, and it gets closer. I think we'll be in Lot J. But for this game, I think what they have to do is make Mac Jones uncomfortable, which means defensive line has to play a lot better. They do. They have to get after him because Mac had a pretty good game in week one. 281 yards, a passing touchdown, 102.6 rating. Was it phenomenal production? No, I don't think anyone's going to go far and say that was a phenomenal Mac Jones game. But he was solid. He showed enough. And I think if you're going to beat this Patriots team, who on paper has more talent than this Jets team, just the reality, they're better coached, obviously. They're, they're going to need to get pressure on the young quarterback which is something I don't think they did enough and why Sam Darnold looked so comfortable in week one uh, which was a little surprising so Sam Darnold came out the victor and instead the Jets go home with their tails between their legs but can get in the win column this week and before we get into your voicemails I have another one for you the NFL is back in action and so is winning season at my bookie with over five $100,000 in contest prize money. Winning season makes the big games better and the victories even sweeter. Head to mybookie.ag and choose from a variety of boosts, contests, and promotions up for grabs. Highlighted by the crown jewel of winning season, the famed MyBookie Super Contest. It only costs 10 bucks to enter. You pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point. And each point gets you closer to that grand prize. If you missed out on week one, don't even sweat it because entries are still open and all it takes is one solid week to get you back in the mix. Don't just take my word for it. Join now and start your winning season with MyBookie today. In order to get you started, make your first deposit at MyBookie.ag and use promo code JETS10 to instantly double your deposit. That's double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using promo code JETS10 Jets10 bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie let's get to your voicemails first up James calling in from New Jersey we got some reaction it's going to be heavy reaction today hey what's going on Matty it's your boy James from New Jersey hope everything's well um i feel like i didn't call you i hope you have a wonderful day today Apologize. Um, so this is me calling you literally right after um, the Jets-Panthers game. And, you know, personally, that first half was a bit of a crap show. We saw, like, the second quarter, end of the second quarter, because I was doing a tough mudder on my gym. But anyway, um, that first half was a crap show. But I like that the fact that the second half we came back and cleaned it up. 
Talk to me, because the question for you, I guess I have, is what do you think we need to clean up? I know it's week one. I'm not stressed now, of course. And this is not a testament to just fan. This is just calling as I need your personal opinion. Um, I think personally it was the offensive line that was like hot mess. I don't know what's going on. They cleaned it up later in the second half. But it just terrible me a little bit. I know you're probably going to get every reaction to every other Jet fan out there. But uh, I just want your personal opinion. You know, I try to try to look at both ends of the coins with the Jets. So give me that other coin. But, um, but yeah, the offensive line needs to be cleaned up for sure. Doctor didn't have any time in his first half. Um, unfortunately, I've been telling you this since I first called. Donald looked good. He kind of, I guess, in a way, lit it up against the Jets with us, so to speak, in the first half. But, hey, good for him. It was a good situation for him. Again, I think it's just an experience we have as Jets fans. We just got to clean it up. But uh, let me know what you think. I'm not here to rant. I'm just here to get your opinion about what needs to be done next moving forward. Thank you so much, Matt. Sorry for this being long. And as always, go Jets. Nah, you're good, man. Thank you, James, as always, for checking in with us here. I agree with you, man. Offensive line has to be a lot better. You can't have your rookie quarterback sacked six times a game. Just can't happen. Um, And I think they will be better this week. If you want to take a positive spin from this game, and you could, absolutely. Run game has to be better, too, by the way. To me, it's Corey Davis being a wide receiver one for this team and being a safety blanket for the young guy. I know that... Wilson was out without uh, Jameson Crowder, Keelan Cole. Those guys are going to play big roles on this team. And even still, with a ton of pressure in his face, kid made plays. Was it the best performance that he'll probably have this year? No. But he was fine. He kept the Jets in this game. If this was last year, the year before that, in like the Adam Gase era, that game's over at the half. The Jets mail it in at halftime down 16 zip. They probably lose that game 30 to 30 to 6, kick a couple of field goals in the second half and go home. But defense stepped up. That's another big thing. In the second half the defense was significantly better. And sure they struggled against Christian McCaffrey, one of uh, arguably if not the best running back in the league has to be in the top 3. And the young quarterback looked good. So that's what I would look. If you're looking for a positive, that's what I would take away from the game, which is fine. I mean, this is it's going to be an up and down year. There's going to be bumps and bruises along this year. So who knows? Let's get into it. Travis from Ohio. He's back. What's up, Travis? Let's get to him. Hey, man. What's up, buddy? Travis from Ohio. Hey, just watched that poor, poor game in outing that we had against Carolina. Appreciate the shout out last week. I miss you too, buddy. I uh, just didn't have anything to talk about. Life was getting in the way. Didn't have any time to call in. So anyway, they, the trenches sucked for us today outside of John Franklin Myers, especially the interior offensive line and any kind of pass rush, except Franklin Myers on D. In fact, for the front seven on D sucked. I actually thought the secondary didn't play bad except the one busted coverage yep. on Robbie. We couldn't stop McCaffrey all freaking day. He just lit us up like a Roman candle. <laughs> and uh, Zag, I thought, played all right. Uh, I, I would still take him over Sam after what we saw today. But Sam had time 
Zach had no time. He got sacked six times and was rushed all day and had to roll out and play hero ball, much like my new hero, Amandola, who <laughs> stepped in for Braden Mann and handled all the kicking duties. And him and special teams played special today. That That is the maybe one bright spot. Corey Davis also balled out, so... Anyway, want to know your take, and you're pr- you probably already gave it at the beginning of the podcast. But love you, buddy. Congrats on twenty or twenty ten thousand likes, and been following you even when I haven't been calling in. And protect sweet, sweet Mrs. Wilson's <laughs> baby boy, please. That's the message going for it further. And love you, buddy. Thank you, Travis. Love you. Good to hear from you this week. Um, We just talked Corey Davis. That was awesome. And yeah, you know what? I'll use this time to give Matt Matt Amendola some credit. So Brain Man's going to be out for four to six weeks. That's not good. But Amendola, who never kicked or excuse me, never punted in college or high school, came in and held his own. He had one really, really good punt. The hang time wasn't great on his punts, which is why they're working out punters this week. I'm sure they will sign a new punter. But in an emergency situation, he was like Jay Feely in the playoffs. Remember that? When, oh my God, what was his name? The guy with the shake weights. Oh God, the punt. Oh, this is bad. Podcast is going to be getting after me. Why can't I remember? With the shake weights. Oh my God. Well, he got hurt in the playoffs or a regular heartbeat. I remember that he had an irregular heartbeat. I just can't remember the guy's name. Oh, now I'm going to have to look it up on the podcast. This is going to kill me. 2009 Jets punter. Oh, this is embarrassing. I know if you're watching or listening, you're probably screaming at the phone right now, at the at your phone right now watching. Let's see. Can we sort by position? It did it really weird. I should do it by number. That would make a whole lot more sense, right? If we did it by number, can we do it? No, you could do it by age. What? Uh, Statistics. There we go. I'm having a brain fart moment. This is real good podcasting on my end. Steve Weatherford. There we go. Why couldn't I remember Steve Weatherford's name? embarrassing performance from your boy Matt O'Leary. Oh, I'll be better next week, guys. I have to be better for you guys. That was bad. Nick in D.C. is up next. He's got some reaction, some offensive line talk, and all that fun stuff. Let's go. Hey, Matt. It's Nick from D.C. Just wanted to give you my post-game thoughts, and specifically I'm just going to talk about the offensive line. And uh, I just – my big thing, I think, taking away from that game was the pass protection, it, it can't get any worse. I mean, that was about as bad as it possibly could be. I mean, Zach was running for his life. So I feel like that will get better just based on statistics and regressing to the mean. I, I, I That was just so atrocious. But the thing that really stuck with me, the run game was awful. And that, to me, is way scarier. The fact that our, our offensive line couldn't get any push up front, and I, and I know that Derek Brown is a huge gap eater, and they, I mean, they've got a good defense. I, I really think their defense is underrated. But 
why could we not run the ball at all? I just want to get your thoughts on why we weren't getting any push on the run game, which I think was kind of should have been like you know should be the thing that we're dying to get our offense focused on. But anyway, thought Wilson looked good in the second half. He's dead. Hopefully we win next week. Thank God, I just need some wins. <laughs> anyway, uh, go Jets. Thank you for calling in. Um, I think the biggest thing, or one of the biggest things, not having Morgan Moses in on the right side. I mean, he is just he's significantly better in the run game. I'm sorry, he just is. But it seemed like everything was going that to the right side towards Fant and Van Roten, and it was Tevin Col a lot of too much Tevin Coleman. I want to see more Michael Carter. I want to see more Ty Johnson. And I think we see that this upcoming week because I don't know how many times you can keep feeding Tevin Coleman for two yards of carry. That's going to be the new Frank Gore up the middle, I think, is the uh, the Tevin Coleman first down run. Um, yeah, not the best day from LaFleur either. He's a rookie play caller. Like, he's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. I'm not going to sit here and overreact after one game. The amount of people online who's like, oh my God, it was all Kyle Shanahan. They should have never hired LaFleur. He was just uh, along for the ride. What? After one game? Can we give the guy a little bit more of a chance than that? Please? It wasn't good. Offensive line didn't look good. I don't think they had the right personnel in there. It's another reason, but just a bad day. Let's give it a little bit of time. Max in New Jersey, he's up next. Hi, this is Max from Holmes, New Jersey, and this is my recap of the Jets game. So I was actually pretty impressed by the Jets, and I really love our new coach, Robert Sala. I think I like that, how the Jets play competitive. I guess Zach Wilson wasn't the best, but, I mean, Better in the Carolina's second defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL, and I think Zach Wilson did pretty good, throwing for two touchdowns, both to Corey Davis. I think that the ultimately lost, lost the game to an onside kick, but what I when I watched NFL Network, a lot of teams lost week one because of an onside kick. So it was okay that we lost because, I mean, the Jets, as long as the Jets play competitive, I'm all good. It wasn't like last season's embarrassment. What's your thoughts on the Jets game today? And go, Jets. Yeah, um, wasn't great. I was hoping for um, a better performance all around for the entirety of the game, but more competitive than a lot of the games that we were talking about last year. There's going to be losses like that going to happen you have a rookie quarterback rookie head coach rookie offensive coordinator offensive line still needs to work to gel but they lost the winnable game it's okay to be disappointed i feel a little disappointed that they lost i was like flipping tables and furious about it no and i don't, I don't think you necessarily have to be like this year again there's it's gonna be bumps and bruises along this along this season they're not a playoff team i'm sorry but there's gonna be fun moments and this past week, not that many. There are some positives you could take out of it. But for the most part, I would say it was, it was leaning towards the negative side. And just hope that this upcoming week, at home, home opener, crowd into it, divisional game against the Patriots, you get a better performance for a full 60 minutes. That's my hope anyway. Vinny from Peekskill up next. Vinny, what do you got? Hey, Matt. It's Vinny from Peekskill. I'm calling you. It's about a couple hours after the Jets lost to the Panthers. And, well, it was a bummer to lose. Let's be honest. I saw things that were positive in this game. The biggest thing was, for me, 
the Jets legitimately for the first time since I don't know when actually made second half adjustments. This is true. They were absolute dogs first half. I'm not going to defend that pathetic performance, but they made adjustments. And this is a young staff, a young team and such. They're going to have to learn from these failures, these mistakes and everything, and they will learn. This is not uh, the gay staff where it was arrogance and stupidity to just keep on running the same thing thinking that it would work. I really honestly, in my opinion, think uh, Wilson played better. I think they were being very safe, very protective with Darnold. I feel like he probably left two to three touchdowns off the board. So, honestly, it's a bummer we lost. I hope Beckton's all right, but I'm pretty positive with the. I feel as much as this was a bad loss, I feel still pretty good. You know, if we can just tighten up that pass protection, I think it can still be a fun, interesting year. And, uh, you know, that's all. Now, excuse me, I'm going to go do VR um, okay. gaming. <laughs> that's all, and go Jets. Hopefully that helped you kind of just, like, get through. Um, that would be, I know, it's always a good thing when you are able to cope like that. But I agree that second-half adjustments were big. Like I said early on at the start, if this was the Jets team of last year, coached and quarterbacked by the same people, this game would have turned out to be like a 27-6 game or 30-6 to or something like a, a blowout. But it wasn't. The Jets hung around, and they kept it tight. I agree with you, Vinny. We have our first ever breaking news while recording. Well, it's not going to be breaking when it's published, but just so you guys peek behind the curtain, you know when I'm recording. Two Jets signings that we can talk about quick here. Wow. This is awesome. Jets are signing Thomas Morstead, who's a punter. Obviously, um, with the Saints for a lot of years, 12 years with the Saints and won a Super Bowl. Now, fresh start in New York, which just lost Brandon, Man- Brain Man, excuse me, to an injury. Needed a body in here. Morstead should do just that. It's fine. I think that's interesting. This one, I'm a little bit more excited about. Not to the, not super excited, but. You'll see. Veteran linebacker B.J. Goodson is signing a one-year deal worth up to $2.1 million. This is Tom Pelissero reporting, by the way. Solid upside for Goodson, who had 43 career starts and was a key leader last season on the playoff brown, playoff-bound Browns. And the Jets really need linebacker depth. Davis is still going to be out for a while. You lost Sherwood. Blake Cashman got hurt. Like, you need bodies in here. So I think for a after week one kind of a signing, it's not bad. It's not as bad as signing Alec Ogletree. Remember that? When was that? Two years ago? Yikes. So, okay. I can get with it. Morstad and... All right. I can get with that. Goodson and Morstad. Cool. Shane, up next. New Jersey. What do you got, Shane? Hey, Matt, what's going on? Shane from Jersey calling. I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on what I saw yesterday, week one. Uh, First half, man, that was pretty bad. That was depressing, classic Jets. Um, Defense was looking all right. Uh, Sack looked okay, running around in the pocket. Those drops killed him, like you were saying on your post-game show. 
that made his numbers look really bad, too. I think it was like four in the first half or something. It was god-awful. But second half, they came around, hold it for team. Uh, they had an extra quarter or something. They might have won that game because the defense really stood strong. The whole game, I feel like the Panthers were starting on like the 35-40, sometimes even 50-yard line every time, and the defense being able to stop them was pretty clutch. Uh, I like that going forward, especially with not much there. Uh, my biggest thing on Zach, uh, I think he looks really good, honestly. Uh, numbers aside, just throw, throwing the ball, moving in the pocket, he looked comfortable. Uh, he was putting some beautiful balls down the field that were dropped by, like, Morin Davis early, and that was even after getting out of the pocket. So i love to see that. I don't think he was a part of the problem at all. Nope. The only thing I want to see him touch up on, which he obviously will, it was his first game. I feel like he played a little hero ball sometimes where he's trying to do too much in the pocket. He did. It was a play where he, like, avoided three different guys, and usually you throw it away or maybe try to tuck it and run. He just tried to juke someone else out, and he got sacked, and I think there was another sack where he just tried to do too many moves in the backfield. But, you know, he'll, he'll learn, and also he was getting rushed every play, so it was kind of a, yeah. probably a shock to him that that's what it's like. But other than that, that's the biggest thing I have. And then, like, some tight windows, the interception and stuff. He's going to do it. Um, I have absolutely no issue with him. It's like throwing the pick. He's going to throw a lot this year. I'm glad he's throwing the ball a lot, and down the field specifically. Uh, receivers catch the ball. Might be a little different ball game here and there. Mims has to play more. That was kind of ridiculous I was, uh, for, like, LaFleur and Salah's part. But other than that, I liked what I saw. Next week we'll have Crowder and Cole back. Have a, be a lot deeper at receiver. Fix some things up. Don't know what we're going to do without Becton, but, you know, we'll see. Love, I loved Zach yesterday. That's really what i got to say. I'm not worried about him. I think we found our guy. I think we just have to work on the rest. And yeah, it's a work in progress. But I'm a happy camper after week one. Uh, what do you think about that? And uh, Yeah, go Jets. Week two, baby. See you there. Bye. Love it. Can't wait for week two at home against the New England Patriots. I'll say this for Zach Wilson. I was pleased with his performance. Was it something where you're going to go, oh, my God, remember how awesome Zach Wilson was in his debut? No, I don't think so. But he kept the Jets in the game, made a couple big-time throws. There were miscues, bunch of drops, got sacked a bunch, and he hung in there, and he was good. And if they clean some of those things up, even if, let's say, offensive line marginally better, let's say they cut the sacks in half, give them three sacks, and cut the drops in half, that's good. And is the New England Patriots defensive line going to wreak as much havoc as the Carolina Panthers? Maybe not. That would be a positive spin if you want to spin it that way. And I agree. I have no issue with how Zach played. Did he get hero ball at times? Yes. That's what he did at college. It's going to happen. He's a rookie. But overall, I was pleased with his performance. I, I, I think it was fine. There's nothing really else that I could add to that. I think Shane pretty much hit it on the head with how I was feeling about Zach Wilson. And uh, excited to see him in the next 16 games now. Ben in New Jersey, thoughts, reactions. What do you got, Ben? What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. It's been a while since I called in because college is no joke right now. I get it. And I figured I had to call in today because yesterday was Zach Wilson's debut in the season opener for our New York Jets. And I had to say I was having good vibes coming into the game. I was rocking my Quinn and Williams jersey. I'm in the school in Massachusetts, so we're on a lot of Patriots fans. I was hoping we were going to, I was going to be able to laugh at them today. But from the first half, I was getting vibes from that, uh, from the season opener last year against Buffalo. The team just looked ugly. Mm -hmm. 
Zach Wilson was getting pressured left and right. He made a he threw an ugly interception to Shaq Lawson. All at that same time, Sam Donald threw was having a good game. Threw a first threw a like a sixty yard bomb to Robbie Anderson. He had a rushing touchdown. But honestly, it did, it did seem like half of his like it seems like a lot of his yards came from checking down to McCaffrey, which was expected, I guess. But the point is, team looked horrible. Defense couldn't cover. I I don't know how we couldn't get pressure against that old line. Makai Beckton and Georgetown were just getting bullied out there. Couldn't establish a run game. Corey Davis was the only guy who cooked for us. Elijah Moore had some bad drops. And for some reason, Denzel Mims didn't play in the first half at all, which I, was I don't know. just mind-boggling to the least. But the second half was actually entertaining. We held the Panthers three points in the second half. Sam Darnold didn't play that didn't play well at all. And Zach Wilson made some really nice plays. When we can protect Wilson, he can make the plays. It's just that we couldn't do that in the first half. And you can't win games off of one half of football. But You're right. the plays that in the second half, Wilson made a beautiful like twenty five yard run up pass on the run to Corey Davis for a touchdown and then later on he made a nice pass in the end zone. He had Denzel Mims for four yards. That was big. Close to the end of the game on a beautiful throw. And he did salvage his day. I think he was about 50% completion. He had, two, like, 260 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. It feels a little better than what Sam Dahl had his debut, but I'm, he's a rookie. There's going to be growing pain. I wanted to get this win so badly in week one, but it's all right. But the bad thing is, Makai Beckton got hurt, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. So that's just my takeaway from the game. Let me know what your takeaways are. And as always, go Jets. Love it, Ben. Yeah, I'm looking at Zach Wilson's numbers right now. 20 of 37, which is 54%. You like that number to go up. But where he was considering in the beginning with all the drops and just everything, 258 yards, 7 yards per attempt, 2 touchdowns, 1 interception, 6 sacks, and an 82.9 rating. Pretty good. I'll take that. That's 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 not bad. You, I'll, I'll absolutely take that in a debut where you're getting mauled. I think that's completely reasonable. And Makai, yeah, that 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 injury is gonna hurt. It is. There's no there's no way around it. Unfortunately, that one's that one's gonna sting. Uh, so it'll be George Fant on the left, Morgan Moses on the right, and uh, just waiting on Big Ticket to return. Braxton Berrios, Trutha, he's back. Offensive line talk. Let's go. What's up, Matt? It's Mikey from Philly, a.k.a. the Braxton Barrios Trutha. Quick note before I go into my point. Our offensive line looked as bad as it did with Sam Darnold last year. I was legit having flashbacks of Sam running for his life watching Zach Wilson get sacked six times. Makai Beckton, that injury may have saved his reputation because he was getting beat all day. Literally... Was, was getting pushed into Zach Wilson on some plays. I know he's injured, but, but he needs to play better. But anyway, for my main point for this week one loss call, Braxton Berrios, who you said was our wide receiver number six, had five catches, 51 yards on seven targets. Elijah Moore, the second coming of Randy Moss, according to Jeff Twitter, had one catch, negative three yards on four targets. Is it safe to say that Elijah Moore needs to play better yes. on week two? 
because every other rookie wide receiver had some catches, and he literally hurt our team, like literally hurt the team with negative three yards. So, um, anyway, congrats on the new job. I'm really happy for you, man. Really well-deserved with all the all the work you've been putting in through the years. Thank you, man. Uh, go Jets. See you later. Appreciate it, dude. Really appreciate the kind words there. Um, with Elijah Moore, yeah, there's no doubt about it. He has to be better. He didn't play well at all. Dropped that play over the middle. Um, and then on top of that, only had that one reception on pretty much the end of the round that was uh, a loss of three yards. I still stand by Braxton Berrios being wide receiver six. When I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen when Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder come back? They're going in front of him. And then that would be Moore and Davis. So then maybe he's wide receiver five in front of Denzel Mims. I personally don't think he's better than Denzel Mims. The staff for some reason does. I don't have an explanation for it. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what else to say on that situation with uh, with Denzel. I don't get it. But yeah, Braxton was fine. He's a he's a nice sixth wide receiver. That's it. That's all I got on Braxton Barrios. <laughs> Brandon in Georgia. He's up next. We're going to talk Zach Wilson versus the Pats. Yo, what's up, Matt? This is Brandon from Georgia. Um, I have kind of a question, but kind of a statement. Um, so, week two, we play the Patriots at MetLife, which that should be fun. Um, at the end of last game, Zach Wilson looks pretty good. I mean, you got to take everything with a grain of salt since it was in garbage time, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, Tua didn't look good. The Patriots last week definitely didn't look that great, but he didn't look uh, he didn't look bad. Um, how do you think that's going to look against the Pats? Thank you. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't I don't have my exact like stat line prediction ready to go. Uh, I usually have that ready for the Thursday preview video, but uh, I would think he would perform better because I don't think the offensive line is going to be as bad as what it was this past week. Um, what I would like to see from him, or just the Jets in general, is not to be... Yeah, there's more the Jets in general, not necessarily him. Not so conservative on offense. Um, it's okay to throw on earlier downs. You don't have to run Tevin Coleman in, up the middle. Um, and from like from a Zach Wilson standpoint... Like what, I think it was Shane, sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Shane. Well, he was saying earlier with not playing hero ball. So reel that in a little bit. There was a time too where he was just scrambling around, scrambling around. It's like, okay, it's okay. Like just throw, plays over, just get rid of it. That's fine. You got to know when to call it and say like, all right, that, that's it. I can't, there's no play here. Let me just dump this out of bounds and, and not lose any yardage and, you know, live to see another day. And he'll learn that as it gets, as he progresses this year and beyond in his NFL uh, career. But I think I, I think he'll be fine. Am I going to sit here and say he's going to put up 400 yards against the Patriots? I, I can't reasonably say that, but I think he'll overall, I think we'll feel better about his week two game than his week one game. And I think I was pretty solid with his week one performance. So uh, don't have an exact stat line for you yet, Brandon, but I, I think it'll be a performance that, you know, everyone could be excited about and happy about. Matt, New Jersey, he's got some reaction too. Let's hit it. Hey, Matt. It's Matt from New Jersey. Um, I just had uh, some thoughts on the game, and I was wondering if you could uh, give me your feedback on uh, 
what I took from it. So first things first, I think Zach looked pretty good. Um, I think he might have held on to the ball a little bit too much. Um, but I think all in all, he made smart decisions under pressure, which is something we didn't see a lot of from Darnold. Um, and, you know, I think he definitely flashed, so I'm confident in uh, him going forwards. Um, next, I think the O-line looked um, pretty terrible yesterday. Um, there wasn't they did. a lot of pass blocking going on, or run blocking for that matter. Um, and I'm not sure they just haven't meshed yet, or maybe we need some, some better players there. But that one, that one stung a little bit just because, you know, Jets fans going into the game are expecting it to look at least a little bit better than that. Um, that leads into the third thing. The run game, I feel like, was non-existent. Um, and that paired with the D-line not pressuring Sam enough, I think those were the two reasons we lost that game, just because Sam Darnold had all day to throw. Um, more so in the first half than the second half. But, you know, Quinn and Williams, I, I honestly forgot he was on the team for a little <laughs> bit just because it was I, rough. I didn't hear his name once. It was rough. Um, so... Let me know what you think about those uh, those takeaways and go Jets. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I think Quinn and Williams needs to have a, a better performance in week two. Uh, just wasn't nearly effective enough against a really bad offensive line in week one. I agree with you there. Um, and for in, in terms of the run game, I think having Moses in is going to help. He's, he's very, very, very good in the run game. And I just think they need to mix it up and use Ty Johnson a little bit more and, and feature... Johnson and, and um, Carter over Coleman. I, I'm really I'm all good on the Coleman touches. I think at this point, I don't think there's much left in the tank there. Um, as a running back three, fine. He can spell the two guys I just mentioned, but uh, I, I'm not looking to give him 15 carries a game. So maybe that would be a big factor in turning things around in the running game too. Featuring Ty Johnson, who last year was the best running back on the roster, and in preseason looked that way to me too. Dom, Long Island, what do you got? Hey, Matt, Dom from Long Island. What's up, dude? Just calling in with a reaction to the game on Sunday. Uh, not what we, you know, not what we hope for. But all things considered, I think that we got a lot to look forward to. And you know, I'm not happy with the way the old line played, but I think we, you know, it could have been a lot worse. Like if we were a week before the game, and I came to you and I said, Zach Wilson is going to get sacked six times, throw an interception. He'll be without his start, one of his starting receivers, two of his starting receivers, and Keelan Cole and Jameson Crowder. Mackay Becton will get injured in the middle of the game. And we still only lost by five. We would still lose by five points, and he would throw two touchdowns. I think you'd probably be happy with that. I would. You know beforehand I just feel like the fact that he was able to show so much poise come back and just you know you could tell the team didn't have that same feeling as they did last year of just hopelessness I mean if this was the 2020 Jets and they were down by 16 nothing going into halftime I'm sorry but the comeback that they mounted yesterday just isn't happening thank you uh, yes yeah, I just want to, you know, put some positivity out there and uh, go Jets. Can't wait for next week. I'll be there. Hope you will, too. And uh, let's go, baby. Let's get rowdy. 
Yes, let's go. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure we're going to be in lot J, but I'll keep you guys updated uh, throughout the the week before the game. Um, I I love this call from Dom with the positivity. With everything that went wrong, I still thought Wilson played good. And I thought the Jets were in it. They were in it to the very end until an onside kick. They didn't get it. Um, it, it happens. It, it's there's, I said it a million times. I don't want to sound like a broken record. In a building year like this, they're going to have up and ups and downs. It's okay. So uh, I really like this perspective, though. I think we have to look at this more as Jet fans for, for the first week. All things considered, Makai Becton goes down. No Crowder. No Cole. Wilson gets sacked a bunch. Offensive line stunk. And you still were in the game to the very end? That's an improvement. Baby steps. Again, this team's not winning a Super Bowl this year. Last one, Nick in New Jersey. He's got some reaction as well. Nick, what do you got? Yo, Matt O'Leary, Nick, calling against New Jersey in another week. At least we had week one out of the books. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one calling about game recap, but my reaction is that, yeah, we had a slow start on offense. I just wish we scored something in the beginning of that game because that came down to the last few points we needed. But I know it is what it is, but... Injuries are killing us, and I hope they make a trader signing because red wine should not be covering. If we didn't <laughs> give up that Anderson TD deep, you know, a lot of things can happen on what ifs during that game, but that TD was it, you know. We, we couldn't contain Christian McCaffrey. Our young corners, I thought, did a great job. Did but it. red wine stinks. Oh, that was ugly. Anyway, Matt O'Leary. Um, I hope you enjoyed the game either way. You know, it was great towards the end of the game. It I was. can't wait to be at the game next week. Uh, let me know where you and um, Bean are going to be. Hopefully we'll I'll see you guys. I'll be by the Pepsi Gate side. So, if anything, let's go Jets. Love it. We'll keep you updated. Don't worry. I would love to meet as many of you as humanly possible before the game. That'd be awesome. Was able to do it, one, with Green Bean at the Brooklyn Cyclone. Then uh, when I was with Ali and Ryan at the Green and White Scrimmage, met a lot of people. It was really cool. So we're going to try to do that again this week. Uh, when Once we iron out details, I'll give you give you some more info. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah, Redwine really struggled. As of right now, as of recording, the Jets haven't signed someone for safety. But um, I, I think it looks like they're, they're, gonna, they're very much so going to have to. So, um, yeah, right now, it's okay. We could look at positives. As, fa- as a fan base, we could try to look at the positives. Was the offensive line good? No. It wasn't. Was the play calling good? Not really. Was the front four underwhelming? Yeah. But it's a new week. It's week two of the NFL season. Jets, Patriots, home opener. I'll be there. Everyone's hanging out. So before I go, just wanted to let you know to please subscribe wherever you get the show. It really means a, means a lot to me. Helps me out a lot. I appreciate all the love and support. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. This has been episode 83 of Just Jets, and I'll talk to you next time.